This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up today, we talk Brainerd Lakes fishing and a lot more with Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League and Walleye Alliance. Nate says the walleyes are still biting. Details are coming up. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad when all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand. There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such, but the nightlife in the city don't impress me much. I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I and Paul Bunyan Country I'm Bruce Jean and this is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country well, today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, we're checking back in with Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League. Nate, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Kev. It's uh, good to be back on and good to hear from you. So, uh, how's everything been fishing-wise since the last time we talked over in Brainerd Lakes? Well, I'd say overall, fishing's been pretty darn good this this summer. I've got no complaints at all. Actually, a customer just asked me that a couple days ago to rate you know, where the summer bite's been and, and so forth. And I said, I give it a, a strong seven. And so no complaints about that. It could always be better, but it could <laughs> also be worse. So overall, it's been pretty consistent. The last, oh, I'd say three, four days kind of slowed down, and uh, especially for the walleyes. But I think that's particularly due to kind of the ups and downs of some weirder weather that we've had, so smaller bite windows. But uh, overall, you keep grinding on them, you're going to get some really nice fish. So it's been fun. So we have, uh, we're here in mid-August already, uh, believe it or not. And uh, the question is, have you seen a dog days or, um, or not so much? Funny you said that as well, because there was a, a group of three or four guys that I guide with, Marv kept being one of them, my dad and John Stolsky, and we were going back and forth on some tips and tricks and where to go here for a couple upcoming trips, and that exact turn came up as the last, like I said, couple of days, all of us kind of ran into slower fishing than had been for the walleyes, and uh, my dad actually threw that out about, you know, we're, we're kind of in the dog days right now, but... I'm expecting that to to kind of flip here because it's amazing on most of the lakes we've been fishing walleyes on the amount of fish that you're marking now that have pushed outside the weed edge. It is just, you know, I'm kind of weird that way. I look at my graph and I see that many fish. I get pretty jittery and excited. The clients are like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, there's so many fish under us. So um, they're there. It's just, again, getting them to eat, finding they can be pretty particular right now. Um, not only is the weather possibly playing an effect on them, but again, there's so much bait fish, uh, that's showing up, finally got pushed outside of the weeds. And so we're fishing bait balls of basically two inch perch. Um, and you know, I kind of tell my clients, it looks like almost like tuna does to bait fish because there's these undulations on your graph and you get to the edge of them and you'll see arc, 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 or even through them at some time. So it's kind of fun. Um, you're also reading the birds. You see a bunch of birds diving, packs of loons. They're eating bait. Where there's bait, there's going to be other predator fish. So that's what we've been doing. So uh, what do you think? I mean, 
Is it just that we have so much more sophistication with our electronics and with the kind of gear we have and just more education that we can keep that bite going? Or is it, uh, you know, better management of the lakes? Or is it everything? It's probably a little of everything. But I do think the anglers are much more sophisticated um, than they used to be or willing to adapt and try many different techniques because, again, I'd say here in Brainerd, for our guide trips, it used to be you'd go out and Lindy rig and drag a red, you know, around maybe a leech or a crawler, maybe leadhead jig vertical. Well, now you're, you know, you're pitching lots of different plastics at them, different search baits, um, trying crawlers on a leech or crawlers on a jig head. So I just think there's much more adaptable for the anglers. And then also, again, with the technology, like you said, you're so much more fine-tuned and read the reaction of the fish. So I really do think that's played a big impact on, you know, just success. Like you said, used to be dog days of summer. You'd have a month where don't even try and go walleye fishing. Now it's, they're there, just figure them out. So, Yeah, and for a guy like you who loves walleye fishing, uh, it's a little better these days then. It is. Um, I got to say, I, I'm, I'm actually feel like i'm getting to that age though where it is really tough to stay up on the advancements in technology so i don't claim to be you know an extra by any means on the forward facing sonar and stuff and i've got it but i don't use it hardly at all especially (laughs) in the open water i try and push myself to to use it more and to learn it but it's just not basically especially with clients it's not kind of how i'm used to doing stuff so not to say i won't use it more in the future but um, you know, like I said, it's, I love the challenge of walleye fishing and trying to put the puzzle pieces together. So a lot of trial and error and try and do that homework on my own and not put the, the customers through the, the misery of trying to figure stuff out. You try and get your homework done and figured out ahead of time. So then when you're out with your customers, they have success. Nate, don't tell me you're like me and you know, you still use turntables instead of uh, digital. Uh, I do not, but I have nothing against those. <laughs> I just love music of any type, Kevin, so whatever format it's on, I'm good with it. I'm okay. going to it. <laughs> but I, it, it is really hard to stay up to date with electronic changes because of all the things that are changing in the world. That's the one that seems to change every 15 minutes, right? Each oh, week it, it seems it like there's a new, new variation. Yeah, I, I, you know, I say because a lot of our customers actually want to see the latest and greatest and kind of what you have and how you have your electronics dialed in. And and I say it all the time, it's pretty much as soon as you buy it and walk out the door with it and get it installed, there's a newer, better, faster, you know. So that's where that learning curve is, is so, uh, I guess, increasing than it used to be. But the other thing is there's so many folks that do have it dialed out. And then with social media, with YouTube videos, um, a lot of us help each other out trying to, trying to learn the newest and the best. So that's a big part of it is helping each other out. But yeah, it's crazy how stuff just keeps getting better and better and more advanced. But you know, and, and uh, we talk about the electronics all the time, but it's everything. I mean, it's the sensitivity of rods. It's the, uh, uh, um, the reels, new the new ways they do line, um, you know, tungsten jigs, everything is getting better and better and better. Boats, trolling motors, everything. Oh, absolutely. It, it's just, yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now. But I had a customer say this week, again, we're sitting on a bunch of fish and kind of 
spot on the spot kind of thing. And, and again, we were struggling and then we finally got a couple to go and he goes, so with all the technology and all the biggest and best stuff you got, how the heck did they used to do this back in the day? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a great question. But again, it, it was just so different back then when you're just covering ground, you know, and you might get lucky and get some fish. Whereas now you're so dialed in and you're sitting on a small pot of fish holding on a 10 year swath. So yeah, it's, it's different than it used to be. So do you probably, I mean, I think we asked this question before, and I think I know, you know, walleye is your fish, but is that all you guide for? Or do you guide for some of the other species too? No, we we do everything, uh, several of our trips. So we do a lot of corporate trips. We do a lot of family trips. And lately the way we've been handling it is, again, if we're starting a morning trip, say 7 to 11, we'll give that first couple hours. If they want to try for walleyes, we'll do walleyes for a little bit and then switch gears and go after bass, pike, that kind of stuff, pan fish, whatever they want. So my passion is walleyes, absolutely, but at the same time, if they're being stubborn, I got no problem just going and having fun and bending the rod with whatever bites, and we do that quite a bit. So it's it's kind of up to the clients, whatever they want to do. Talking Brainerd Lakes fishing with Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League. There's a ton more to cover with Nate up next. Hi, this is Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League, and I'm doing my best to keep Kevin Jackson from embarrassing himself. Get away and experience Bemidji's great outdoors. Discover the first city on the Mississippi with the whole family. And enjoy unique lodging, encouraging hospitality, and great adventures in a pristine Northwoods setting. With over 400 lakes for fishing, more than 160 miles of bike trail, and amazing campsites, Bemidji is a unique destination to create lasting memories. Go to visitbemidji.com. Bemidji, one step further. I'm Chuck Hassey, Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. We're talking fishing with Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guides League. Well, certainly in our neck of the woods, and your neck of the woods is the exact same way, there's so many lakes to choose from. Uh, there's so many species to choose from. It could be crappies, it could be bluegills, it could be bass. Certainly bass is getting to be more and more popular every year, no question about it. Right, and, and i got to say, I don't get the... Internal satisfaction, and, and people might get mad for me saying this, but I just do not get as much satisfaction from bass fishing. But at the same time, I love fishing, and bass have saved my bacon so many times <laughs> for guide trips. <laughs> so <laughs> they're a very good friend to us. And, and like you said, we have so many different lakes, especially smaller lakes, that don't get the pressure and kind of hidden gems. We've talked about it before on the show that, you know, those are the ones that I'm not going to give names out because we don't want them to get beat up too bad. But if you do your homework and just go out to some of these off the wall lakes, I think people would be very pleasantly surprised of of the fishing that they're going to encounter out there. But with that being said, the other thing we're dealing with right now, and I think, you know, you guys probably are too across the state, some of these smaller lakes with the drought we've had, Water levels are so low that we can't get our larger boats in a lot of these because the accesses are just, there's not enough water to float them off the trailer. So that's been kind of another, you know, right. hurdle that we've had to encounter this year, same as last year. Okay. Well, um, is there, a, and if it's a super secret small lake, I know you're not going to tell me, but is there any um, particular lake that's uh, doing doing well right now? Uh, so for walleyes, I'd say... You know, we fish walleyes mainly on the bigger lakes for the most part. Mm-hmm. So Malax has still been just ridiculously good. Um, that's, I'd say, been the, the best and the easiest. But then closer to Brainerd, Pelican's been pretty darn consistent. Um, I've spent a lot of time on Gull lately. 
your numbers aren't as good, but the quality is probably better there. Um, whitefish had been really good for about a month. That slowed up here about a week and a half, two weeks ago, um, which I think will turn back on here fairly soon. But those are the main lakes I've been fishing for walleyes, the larger ones. There's a couple smaller ones that, again, I'm not going to mention that have been pretty decent too. So we just try and keep moving around so you're not beating up the same lake over and over. Right. And, of course, uh, we're going to, you know, like I said, we're already in mid-August, so we're a few weeks away. It's September. Then we're talking fall fishing, and there's a million other things that go on in the fall, too, which kind of clears the water out for those who like to keep fishing. But that's when things can really, really uh, start kicking butt. Oh, God, you got me excited. I've been thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Just yesterday on the way, uh, we went to pick our clients up, and, again, the, the temps got quite a bit cooler and it was pea soup fog, which, again, the water temps are starting to fall. I think we're in the lower 70s now. Um, so with the air temps and the water temps, you know, the birds are starting to flock up. We're seeing the big pods of loon. So fall is definitely around the corner. And I go through the whole season waiting for fall fishing. That's my favorite thing in the world. So I'm very excited for that. And i got to say this weekend, I think it was Saturday, uh, we had a group on golf. I have never, ever seen the lake that busy before. It was crazier than the 4th of July. Mm. I, I, it, it, I said, is there a national holiday that we didn't <laughs> know about? So, yeah, it, it was unbelievable. We got off the water right about 12, 1230, and uh, I, I've never seen so many rigs at the parking lot and out on the lake. And it's great that people were enjoying the lake, but it made fishing a little later on in the day next to impossible. So, sure. Do you think, I mean, we have not had a hot summer here at all. I mean, maybe one day over 90, but most of the days it's been mid-70s. We've even had overnight temps, usually around 50. You know, it has not been a hot summer by any stretch. Do you think that also contributes to a, a better walleye bite? Uh, I, it, it's hard to say because I know we've had, you know, in the past, some of our summers where it got really warm. And, again, you would think that's not ideal for walleye fishing. And you got high water temps. We've had some pretty darn good walleye fishing. They seem to relate more to the weed lines when that happened, uh, again, to that green cabbage. But And this year has just been an odd year. Again, I don't know if there is a normal anymore for weather or for water temps or how fish fishing is. But earlier in the year, again, we were trending. We thought it was going to be a really warm year. Our water temps got really high right away, and then they kind of, you know, stabilized and actually went down a little bit, and we've had a couple ups and downs, and now it's a – it's fairly average for where it should be. So I don't know. Again, it's I, I say this all the time. The more I fish, the less I know. So <laughs> you're just always trying to figure stuff out and learn. So I know you guys, we've, we've got it all over the place here, too. And I know you've had it longer than we have on a lot of your lakes and talking zebra mussels and AIS. Um, certainly cleared things out. Um, are you still seeing dramatic change, or do you think you, you've changed as much as you're going to change in some of your lakes down there? Yeah, and that's that's been a topic of discussion, too, that I've had with the DNR guys lately. Um, I think most of the lakes we've kind of stabilized. So what they say is it's basically, I think, a 10-year period where those zebra mussels hit their carrying capacity, and then they kind of actually level out or do a slight decrease. And um, Pelican Lake, in particular, they actually go out and scuba dive, and they take a, a Mark Bochgaloupi and some of his group, his uh, coworkers, they take a grid and count the amount of zebra mussels in that area. And I believe they said the last two years they're seeing a decline, a slight decrease, not not a big one. The other thing that's related to that that were great 
you know, really happy to hear is it sounds like there's a little better survival rate with some of the walleye fry for their stocking mm-hmm. because, again, they're not taking as much nutrients out of the water that they had been before when those things were really flourishing. So I would say our lakes, for the most part, are, are kind of at that, although we do have one or two that we haven't quite hit that 10-year cycle yet, and those are the lakes that are absolutely, you know, you look back at pelican and whitefish and gull and how weird stuff was for a little bit. We're seeing that on a couple of these other lakes because they're just hitting that nine, 10 year mark of, of having zebra mussels. So it seems like once they get over that, it kind of gets back to if there is a normal, a little more normal of a lake that when, when, how it was before they got the zebra mussels. How, how many, how many years for the, for the anglers did it take for them to figure it out? It took, I would say, a lot of us that are guides, you know, again, I think I told the story how this happened. We were going three, four, maybe going on five years, thinking our lakes around here had no walleyes left in them. <laughs> and that the, <laughs> the sky was falling and the world was ending here. And that's when we started requesting meetings with the DNR to go over their surveys to see how many fish are there and and so on and so forth. And what we came up with that is some of these lakes did have decreasing numbers for their surveys but at the same time there was more fish in it than than we thought so that's where again you just start doing different things trying stuff different uh because whatever you were doing wasn't working you know um kind of thing and you it forced us to think outside the box and like i said we had to relearn completely relearn a lot of these lakes where your weed line used to be 13 to 15 feet or even 11 feet now we got weeds out to 28 to 30 feet well that pushes those fish in different spots or they're in the same spots in the weeds and you just got to use different techniques to get them out and get at them. So yeah, I'd say it, it took a good probably five years to figure out how to just do stuff differently. When the fish aren't where you always thought they were, maybe it's a good time for electronics to make a big jump forward, huh? Well, it is. And, and that actually goes back to this time of the year too. When I said the birds are starting to flock up, we're seeing these big packs of loot in the middle of the lake as well as seagulls and stuff you got fish that is roaming the basin right now chasing all this different bait fish. So I know this is a time where a lot of guys will troll lead core, just regular deep diving crankbaits over the basin. So that's a whole other option. I don't do near as much uh, trolling uh, than a lot of guys. Uh, it's just not – I don't enjoy it as much, but it, it is very effective. And I know this is a time where you can be really effective doing it. If we're going out fishing here for the next couple of weeks, what are the things we need to make sure are in our boat, and, and what do we need to be doing? What's What's the smart move? Well, I'd say if you start with walleyes, they seem to be relating to more mid-lake structure than anything else, kind of in that 15 to 25-foot range. There are some deeper fish. Again, I would say use caution if you're targeting them, especially if you have the option for shallower fish so you're not, you know, killing fish with barrel trauma if you do plan on releasing them. Uh, Live bait, minnows, if you can get any, red-tailed chubs, creek chubs, those have been good, but they're they're kind of hard to come by depending on, you know, when when you're trying to get them. There's still a bite going on crawlers. Leeches got really hard to get a hold of recently too, but the, there is a leech bite, especially with uh, using bobbers up in the weeds. That's gotten a little slower than it was, but that's still working. Bass fishing, you can throw whatever you want. We've been using plastics, you know, jigging minnow, anything. They're they're super active all the way from the shallows. Seems to be the smaller fish. Those deeper fish 
uh, seemed to, or the bigger fish seem to be out in that deeper cabbage. Um, the other thing the last two weeks that we've been blown away with is the big pike, how active they've been. Uh, every trip we've had probably, you know, three to five, 30 to 35 inch pike. It's been a really pleasant surprise getting that many really nice pike. So that's been fun. We've been getting those just doing the regular walleye fishing out in that deeper 18, 25 foot of water. So I think they're all chasing the same bait that the walleyes are. So, um, yeah, it, you can get a little everything right now. So get out there. You know, you you mentioned, um, you know, maybe tough to find some, some minnows and tough to find some bleaches, but we had, you know, doom and gloom at the beginning of the year as far as live bait goes. There was a lot of fear there and justifiably so, but it turns out, we made it, it looks like. Yeah, I, I've actually pushed a couple of times because we, in this area, we've had next to nothing for a while. Really? Um, oh, okay. I was actually having to get some bait way over by the western border of the state, um, running, you know, a good hour plus away at certain times to get some, some minnows in particular. Leeches, again, we went through a drought where probably a two-week period uh, didn't have much. Now there are some, but they're really small. So um, talking to some of the other bait dealers around here, um, I know there's some stuff that happened at the legislature this this past year, and I think they they may need to explore that a little further because it's not a good feeling um, when you have a bite keyed in and you can't get the bait that you need and you're booking trips and it's like, you know, I'm laying in bed at night thinking, what the heck am I going to do if we don't have, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, it, it did get pretty tough around here again this summer for quite a bit of period of time. We're all right right now, but that could easily dry out. Now that we've got some rain, that has actually helped get some of these creeks and rivers where they trap the minnows. So that'll right. help us hopefully for a while. Yep. All right. Very good. Well, before we let you go, you got time for a Fast Five? Bring it on. Okay, here we go. Nate Blazing, Fast Five. Fast Five. Did I stutter? Question number one. You're at a backyard barbecue. They're uh, they're putting burgers and brats on the grill, but you can only have one. Are you having a burger or are you having a brat? I'll say burger, but I'll eat both of them, no problem. <laughs> but burger. I would eat both as well. But... Okay, burger if, is your <laughs> your preferred choice. What do you throw on that burger? Uh, ketchup, mustard, fried onions, um, yeah, and cheese. Oh, yeah. Got to have cheese. Got to have cheese. All right. You are old enough to remember Gilligan's Island? Absolutely. Okay. Ginger or Marianne? Marianne. <laughs> Where do you come up with these questions? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we talked about it when I was a kid a lot. I'm a Marianne guy, too. I watched a lot of Gilligan's Island, i got to say, growing up. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Marianne would go fishing with you. Ginger would. Exactly. <laughs> nope. High maintenance there. <laughs> I just saw uh, a, a meme from a guy who's older. He said, I'm getting to the age where I'm starting to think there were three good choices on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it, but like I said, I used to watch quite a bit of it. So, yep. All right, question number three. I know if I, cho- if I ask basketball or hockey, I know which way you're going, so I'm not going there. But baseball or football? Football. Football all the way, huh? Okay. Yep, I, I like baseball. I watched the Twins quite a bit, played baseball growing up. But football season, there's nothing better. I I hear the, the music for the NFL, and I get real excited. <laughs> so, yep. 
Question number four. I know this is a, this is a fictitious question because you're a lean, mean, healthy machine. But if the doc said to you, you know what, uh, Nate, you've been spending too much time in the boat. You got to do some. You got to get active. Uh, are you jogging or are you biking? Biking. I am not a runner. I have family members. My wife and daughter love to run. I don't have good knees either, so that I, I can't do that. But biking all the way. Yep. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. All right, finally, question number five. What is the best Bill Murray movie? Caddyshack. Going old school. Easy. Yep, that's a no-brainer for me. Okay. <laughs> There's several others I like, but yep, that absolutely. I, I refer to Caddyshack and memes and lines all the time, so that's a staple for me. <laughs> Big hitter. The Lama. Well, Nate, if people want to book a trip with you and uh, go back and forth with Caddyshack liners, uh, how can they do that? Yeah, you can call the bait shop. Uh, Sherry does all our booking for us, 218-829-7010. Otherwise, you can look me up on the Internet or social media, and it's got all my contact information there. Um, The one last thing I was going to mention, Kevin, is we got our Walleye Alliance fishing tournament coming up September 30th, uh, Pelican Lake, Breezy Point. Uh, going to be a great time. First place is guaranteed at least $5,000. So if you're interested, look that up. Uh, our website's www.walleyelines.com. And that's all I got. It's going to be a great time. All right. Very good. Nate Blazing from Nisswa Guide League and also the Walleye Alliance and a great guy who has excellent taste on Gilligan's Island women, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Talk to you soon. Michelle! Bob Barn, yeah! Country! Country!